I just recently turned 44 and in the excitement of it, I realized like I keep learning things. And so in my own way, I'm going to do a little bit kind of like David Letterman's top 10 list of things I've learned now that I've turned 44. You're listening to the Dynamic Women podcast. Each week, you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. He's your host, award-winning coach and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Ralston. Hello, lovely Dynamic Women, and welcome to the Dynamic Women podcast. I'm Diane Ralston, your host. And today I'm talking about the top 10 lists, 10 things I learned as I turned 44. So I'm not going to be like making everyone a joke. I'm going to bring it down, not necessarily going to bring it down from 10 to the one most important thing. But as I go through, I'm going to just briefly share these top 10 things. I was going to do 44 things. And then I thought, that's too much for you. (laughs) I want to keep these brief and bold and moving you forward in life. So let me know, do you relate to some of these things? Are you younger or older than me? And you also relate to some of these things? Uh, Let me know when you learned them. And what are some things that you learned this year at whatever age that you're at? So let's start off. The first thing that I learned was having older kids does not mean my house is any cleaner or will be cleaner. Now, I look back at photos of my house when my kids were young and the house was clean. And now because they can move everything around, the house is messier. And I think it's also in me, though. I used to pick up after them. I used to clean up after them. And now I'm at the point where I just believe that they should be doing it themselves. Now, I've got my own solution to this problem, but it is funny how my kids are 8 and 11, and I thought, my house is going to be so much cleaner when they can help out, and they do help out, and they do have some jobs, but boy, do they have a lot of stuff, right? Okay, that's number one. Number two, speaking for five minutes on stage can be scarier than eight hours. Now, you might think, how is that even possible, Diane? Well, I have done trainings that are eight hours long, full day trainings, but I just in the past year did a stand-up comedy class and I had to do a five minute set on stage and then an eight minute set on stage. And I'll tell you, I was so much more nervous to do that than I was to get up and do a keynote or get up and do a half day training or get up and do a full day training. The reason being is there is no room for error. The punchlines, the lead up to these jokes, their jokes are only a few sentences long. And it's so important that you land and say the right words. Otherwise, your punchline is going to get no laughs. Also, I was having a hard time remembering the order of the jokes and which joke came where. And if I did the joke at the wrong time, then it would match later with another joke I was doing. So I do love the thrill of stand-up comedy. I am going to continue to to be learning how to do it and be adding it into a humorous keynote that I'm going to be doing, but it scares me. It does. 
The third thing I learned is it's important to call widows and hug them. You know, I, I have a friend who uh, was sharing with me that oftentimes hugs from her daughter and son and grandkids and massages are the only like physical touch that she gets. Now she's not necessarily a widow, but she was sharing this with me. And then I think of also my mom who after my dad passed away, there's, there's less someone physical in her space and therefore she doesn't have the physical touch and she doesn't have someone to talk to all day or at any point in the day. So it is important to call. I've also learned this from coaching widows that they miss these things. So it's a simple thing, but if you have a, a friend in one of your groups, a coworker or whatever, and you're friendly enough, maybe, maybe give them a hug, maybe call them or message them sometimes. Number four of things I learned in turning 44. I love soccer so much that I will cry if I'm forced to give it up. <laughs> so I've had a rough few years. I don't know if you've heard other episodes where I talk about my journey with soccer and my body and how I've been injured. And But I keep getting injured. And I got injured back in May. I tore my lateral meniscus on the same knee that I have a reconstructed ACL. So it's a bad knee. Right, it's a bad knee. So my the orthopedic surgeon said best is not to play. He said, "Are you, you know, do you do it for fun or do you do it for fitness?" And I said, "Oh, I do it for fun. I love it so much." And he said, "Okay, well, it's it's your choice." So I was saying this to one of my teammates and a friend on the massage table, and she said, "Maybe it's just time to give it up, not play anymore." And I started crying. <laughs> I wasn't able to answer her next question or even answer that because I was so upset because I love it so much. And I think the other thing is I was forced to retire early from rugby. I tore my ACL playing rugby. And then I did three months physio thinking I didn't need surgery because that's what I was told. And then five minutes into a, the first game back after an intense three months of physio, I fully did it. And so I needed surgery and then it was leading up to my wedding and then it was having kids and I just never got back into it. And I, I'm not ready to give up soccer, but you know, with the knee injury, the other thing I realized is I'll get healthier. So I'm, I'm losing weight getting rid of it so that my knee has less inflammation, less pressure on it. And I've learned that I will get healthier. I'm motivated to get healthier for a soccer bod, not a summer bod. <laughs> Times have changed. <laughs> Priorities have changed now that I'm 44. Okay, number five. And some of these are kind of vulnerable. So maybe you can relate to some. I can be at my heaviest weight and feel like I'm so far gone and still come back from it. So you maybe listen to my episode where I talk about how I lost 20 pounds. Well, now I've lost 30 pounds. I'm going to keep going until I'm at a weight that I, that I want to kind of just be teetering up and down on. And so how was I able to come back? Cause I honestly, like, I was like, I'm done. Like, I don't know if I can lose this weight. I don't know if I can come back, listen to that episode for sure. But the key thing was I hired a coach, right? I know what to do. I know what to do. 
I didn't have the emotional and mental bandwidth to do it. I needed accountability. I needed someone to just guide me and tell me what to do. And I would just say yes and follow the plan and tick things off and get the good job, Diane. That's what I needed. And what I actually realized from that, and this is not a separate point, this is, this is still part of this, was I can eat more, exercise less, and still lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Uh, okay. Number six, I can like online digital investing. This whole cryptocurrency, bits, bots, <laughs> all this stuff, my gosh, it was doing my head in. You know, my husband and I, we were looking at doing real estate investing, market in um, Vancouver is just not not what we wanted for the type of, of investing that we wanted to be doing flipping. And so then there's stocks, right? And bonds and puts and all these other types of investing that I just, my I use my brain all day for work. I just, it's not in my zone of genius to be understanding this financial side. So I didn't do any of it, but then, I had a mentor. I met a mentor. And I realized I can learn to navigate this crypto world, this online investing digital world, and make good investments that are making me money when I have a great mentor. And you know what's really weird is I was like, oh, I'm going to coach until I die. I love this so much. But when I started getting into this investing and seeing how much was coming back to me, without me doing anything like passive, not, oh, I have to figure out all these businesses. I have to watch what the market's doing. I have to see where it is if, if the stock is up or down and then um, buy low, sell high or any of that. So I didn't have to learn it. I don't have to be on top of it. It's passive. I put it in, I get the money. I was like, oh, maybe I, maybe I don't want to do coaching until I die. Maybe I want to volunteer. Anyway, that was just, that was interesting to me. And I got excited about it because I had someone to show me where to go with it, right? Just like with the health piece, I have a coach. If you want to know who she is, let me know. Email me, dianadianerolston.com, and I'll do an intro for you. Yeah, and I, I won't intro this mentor because he is doing this out of the goodness of his heart. Yeah. Number seven, this one's a tough one. This one's a really tough one. Sometimes you need to break up with friends clients or soccer teams if they're not a good fit and, and I mean like a good fit for maybe this period of your life so I won't go into why I broke up with friends clients or these teams but you know I'll let you know that the learning from that is that even if I make a tough decision to end a relationship or to switch teams or just to fire a client I still I still think about them. There's like something not right in the world. I, I don't know. I, I grew up always thinking that everyone would be my friend and everyone would like me and I'd like everyone and everyone would get along. And I realized it's not that way. And I, I want it to be that way, but it's not that way. And so doing the breakup or the limiting of time and energy for people and with people has really been hard. So it sits on my heart about these people. 
And I actually pray for them every week. Anytime my pastor is like, oh, and then lift up someone who's hurting right now or lift up, it, it even no matter what it is, if they say someone who has physical pain, I still lift up these people, even though it doesn't even relate. It's just the whole idea of lifting them up um, and praying for them. Not praying because I want them to be better or get better. No, praying because it saddens me that there was that break or that distance. Yeah. Number nine, I'm going to lighten it up here. I can't wear heels anymore. <laughs> At least I'm trying. Yeah, there's a variety of reasons why I don't think I can wear heels, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I did it in my photo shoot for my birthday and I loved the power and the feeling and the sexiness and just all, and the beauty of, of high heels. However, I need to go buy new ones, better ones, bigger ones, maybe. I think what's happened is two kids, plantar fasciitis issues, ankle issues. Yes, those are both soccer. COVID and not wearing heels. You know, I had a client who is a trainer, personal trainer of people who do fitness competitions. And so when you come into fitness competition time, she actually herself and her clients, she has everyone wear their heels in the house for at least 10 minutes a day, because you have to build up all those ligaments in the feet and get them used to that position and the calves and everything. Well, I just even put the shoes on and I haven't even walked a step and my foot feels in so much pain. That makes me feel old. <laughs> like I need orthotics in my heels, which I don't think you can do, but I wear orthotics in my shoes. So that makes me feel older and that's okay. But I'm going to have to train myself how to wear heels again and get some good ones for myself. Okay, that's number. that was number eight. Now we're going to number nine. Uh, I'm more sensitive now and I just won't rough it. And so I used to backpack and stay in cheap places and get on cheap flights and go in chaotic restaurants. I just, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm not a fan of loud music, loud restaurants, loud spaces, chaotic spaces. I want to take cabs or um, shared trend, like, like an Uber or Lyft or whatever over public transit. I will choose better seats on a plane just to be away from people <laughs> if I can and have a bit more space. I want hotel rooms that have kitchens and more space and it's easier to get to the pool. And I don't want to rough it anymore. My husband says, we're not going camping because you don't like it. I said, oh, I just don't feel like sleeping on the ground because I don't know how my body's going to be in the morning. That makes me, yeah, I'm 44. <laughs> and let's get to number 10. Number 10, I feel most alive, like myself, when I'm with my friends. You know, when I get on here and, and I speak to you, I also feel like myself. Like, this is me. Except when I'm with my friends for longer periods of time or more of them, I get a little edgy. I, I use my humor. I do some banter very quick, quick. I picked all that up from my, my parents. We bantered a lot growing up and they're British and British TV shows, watching British TV shows. 
And I love banter and I miss it. And I feel just most alive when I can be in like long periods of time with my friends like that and just be silly and be edgy and be funny. And so that's why I want to be like in probably 2024, I'm going to be bringing out a humorous inspirational keynote with a bit of my standup in it. That's going to be really good. Well, there's, there's my top 10. Everything from heels to soccer to weight to housekeeping to investing. <laughs> uh, and when I feel most like myself. So I'm, I'm curious, what have you learned over the past year? And do you relate to any of these? Let me know. Put it in the comments. Make sure you share this with a friend and hit the subscribe button, please. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of our future episodes. That is important. And if you haven't yet, please do a review of the Dynamic Women podcast. What I love is if you could do your, your review, take a screenshot, send it to me, or send it to my team. Um, the email is team at dianerolson.com and share your mailing address like snail mail. And I'm going to send you a little something special in there. Sound good? Okay. I hope to see you over in the Dynamic Women Facebook community. We'll make sure that the link is in the notes. And until next time, stay dynamic. Bye. Thank you, Dynamic Women, for joining us today. Please hop on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Who do you know who needs to hear our message? We'd love it if you'd share our channel with your friends and family. If you're ready to be more dynamic, have more balance and more success, head over to www.dynamicwomenclub.com forward slash free gift for your key to success book. Stay dynamic.